Welcome to the Joyfulness Broadcast. Broadcasting you some joyful insights. And in this episode, I want to talk about the unconditioned self. What is the unconditioned self? In other words, what is your most natural self? What is your most natural state? So first, we have to begin with a definition of what what does it mean natural? Well, if you remove all effort, if you remove all tryings, all attempts to be something, all all belief systems, what are you left with? What are you left with? To me, that's what I refer to when I say natural, where I refer to when I say unconditioned. It's that essence that you are. So first of all, it's you you are never not that. You are that right now. And if you're not aware of it, then you're just not aware of it and it's unconscious, but you still are that. It never goes away. There's some essence to you which is unchanging, which which that essence got conditioned into believing it was something it's not. So now the question is, what is that unconditioned self? And I think a clue for us is to look at children. So if we look at children, we look at how children are, you know, most children. Across the board, you can see generally children are very, very joyous. <laughs> their, their innocence is obvious. It's very obvious. Um, they, they go through the emotions very rapidly, very easily. Like they just move through them. They move through the emotions. You can't really control how they feel, can you? They the feelings come up and they they cry. They cry. They let you know exactly how they feel. They don't have any suppression of that. They don't have any repression of those feelings yet. That hasn't formed yet. So the child is just being what it is. And what is it? <laughs> well, we can see that. Yeah, sure, they go through their tantrums. They go through emotional roller coasters. But what's the baseline of it, though? The baseline of it, if I'm with my niece and nephew, for example, I'll just share my own experiences. We're just watching. I mean, they just play. <laughs> they just love to play. They love to have fun. They love to enjoy themselves. Yes, of course, they have their little hissy fits and their uh, conflicts. But they move through that really fast. And then they're playing again. Back in joy, enjoying themselves, just enjoying life. They love to play outside, love to play on the playground, love to have, just have fun. We don't... It, not like complicated games. You could just like play a very simple game and they'll be entertained. They'll they'll love it. They'll enjoy it. So for me, at the crux of um, of that is a is a joy. It's a natural joy. It's a happy, a very easy happiness. In the sense that it's very easy for children to be happy. That's what I mean. It's very easy for them to be happy. Very natural. They don't try. They just are. They just are that. <laughs> they just are that. If you look at anger, it's different. If you look at anger, you see that it comes and it goes, right? It comes and it goes. There's a huge anger fit. And yeah, maybe it's massive at the time, but it goes. Eventually it passes. But what about the joy though? Does it pass? Does the joy pass? Because to me, I don't, I don't see it as passing, I see it as conditioned. So the joy, the inner joy, to me, is what that essence is. It's the essence of what we are. The joy, the innocence, 
is is at our core. It is what we are. It never passes. Instead, it gets covered up. It gets conditioned, so that it seems like it's no longer there. It might seem like it's past, and it was just a phase of childhood. But it only seems that way because it's been covered up. <laughs> I know this because for me, I returned to it. I, you know, in childhood, I don't remember what I was like as a child, but I would assume that I was similar to other children, and was able to just have fun, have play, blah blah blah. You know, to enjoy myself very naturally and then going into like teen years that really that really wasn't there as much at all very rare very rare a lot of anxiety a lot of stress I think like many teenagers go through (laughs) um and then even going into university you know sure there was some enjoyment but that natural joy it was it was there, it picked its face, but it wasn't it wasn't yet the primary experience of life. I hadn't returned to that resting state of joy. No, in, in university I was focused on the future, I was focused on achievement, I was focused on doing things and being someone and and in that there was always a feedback loop of satisfaction, but there was never a constant joy because I was always looking to the horizon, I was look always looking to the future. So there wasn't just a joy in being present right now, full stop, no plans, no expectations, no schedules, just, just being, <laughs> that's all, <laughs> there wasn't that joy, there was no, definitely not that joy, but then what happened is through some experiences of mine, for me it was through ayahuasca, uh, that changed, that changed, went through, actually what happened, yeah, I went through a roller coaster of emotions the first time, so it's like all those emotions that that growing up you get taught you can't have those. You know, so if you're angry, if you look at children and they misbehave, what is a misbehavior? A misbehavior is something that the parent or society deems inappropriate and tells the child to suppress. I mean, in the past, that's what it's been. So, you know, you got like an ang- don't be angry don't be angry, why are you yelling, why are you crying, like, <laughs> basically you get taught to to suppress and eventually repress your emotions, so that it's, because it's not okay to have certain emotions, so that's what a child is taught, and that's what happens, and it's no one's fault, it's just evolutionary, that's how it's happened, because you got to remember that the parents themselves were also children, we got taught the same thing, so <laughs> no one can help themselves. It's just sort of a tragic ar- irony, tragic comedy. Um, that there are these parents, quite frankly, most adults just don't have any emotional mastery at all. If I look at most adults, and I had we've had podcast episodes on this in the past, most adults are children. They don't understand how to deal with their emotions. They don't understand that what they're seeing is a projection of their own inner state. So they don't take responsibility for their emotions. They project it and say, you caused me to be angry or you caused me to be sad or you caused me to feel like this. But there is no cause. The feeling is within. So most, uh, there's just a very poor understanding of that. There's a very low level of emotional mastery. So of course, the children get programmed with what the the majority of uh, society believes. So they get programmed, they get taught by observing the adults, they see that the adults are a bunch of messes themselves. (laughs) Um, 
so they become a bunch of messes themselves because i mean how are they going to learn how to master life if and how to be emotional masters how to master their inner world if the parents around them the society around them doesn't know itself instead it sees that society blames everything on everyone so it the child learns to blame everything on everyone avoiding responsibility for the way it feels that's just how things unfold nothing wrong with it but then you learn you take responsibility for it so going back to my ayahuasca story there was a yeah, went through a lot of emo- a huge emotional roller coaster the first time. It was like all these suppressed and repressed feelings that I didn't even know there. I had no idea they were there, deep within the unconscious. <laughs> they just came up to be released, and it was a storm. It was an agonizing storm, but at the end of it, there was peace because it was all lifted. It was all removed. Not all of it, of course. Still, more things to let go, more things to release. But just that release itself cleared up a lot a lot of conditioning a lot of that conditioning a lot of those clouds that were in the way of the inner light because that inner light is always there it's always shining like the sun but it just gets clouded up by all these layers of conditioning all these layers of belief system all these layers of uh, repression suppression of our feelings repression suppression of what is so something comes up we say i don't want it there based on how we are programmed by our culture and our society. And it stays within us because we say, I don't want it there. And it forms a part of our shadow or the side that we don't like to ourselves. <laughs> and that becomes unconscious. And the journey is to own that part of us, integrate it into our being, acknowledge its presence and let go trying to change it or make it any different to what it is. So as that was lifted through my first experience, then I started experiencing my inner joy. I had to go through a lot of agony in a very short period of time went through a lot of agony a lot of a lot of pain but once that was gone through then bam the light revealed itself and ever since then in a very short period of time um it's only been increasing the amount of joy i'm aware of the amount of beauty i'm aware of uh increases by the day it's incredibly beautiful and it's an exciting and wonderful to be alive Every day is beautiful. Every day is wonderful. And, and and did I have to earn that? Did I have to earn that? Did I have to do something? The only thing I did was release what was blocking it. That's all. <laughs> I didn't have to earn it. I just had to let go. Let go. Because in society we're taught, we're very much taught to look externally and to push through and to to look to something outside of ourselves. This is a very different thing. In a joy, if you're interested in joy, your mission becomes to release that which blocks it right now. So it's a different way of looking at it. You now see that, okay, the unconditioned self is my most joyous self. And if you haven't experienced that, you do have to go on faith. At the end of the day, you will have to go on faith. You can muscle test it via calibration using the map of consciousness. Um... We've done that in the past. You can see how that works by typing it in. David Hawking's Map of Consciousness, Power of Force. And you can see that it's true that your unconditioned self is joy. But still, you'll have to have faith in that muscle test. <laughs> Even though it is objective and clinical, like you can doubt if you want. <laughs> I'm sure people find a way to doubt it. So, yeah, you have to have faith in someone who's been there before, who, sa- who says this is so, and then you believe them out of trust and love. And 
understanding. And then you go for it. You go for it yourself. So I'm telling you, I mean, I'm telling you that your unconditioned self is your most joyous self. It's been my experience. Continue to um, learn just how incredible that joy is. It's far more profound than any words can um, can can say anything about it. There's really nothing you can say about it. I can just say dance. I can talk about how to get there, but I can't talk about the destination itself. So that's what I do with these podcasts. Anyway, so your unconditional self is that joy. And what stands in the way is the conditions, the conditionalities, the conditionalities, the beliefs which have been taught that have resulted in all these suppressed and repressed feelings which block your awareness of your inner light of joy. And all you have to do is release them. All you have to do is release them. Don't have to look outside yourself. Literally just look in your life right now. You don't even have to look. You just start looking and you just become aware of what is right now. And you'll see life is very conveniently bringing up to you right now everything that's blocking it. (laughs) So it's not about, there's a, you know, you can have the perception of, oh, I'm not there yet. Poor old me. Or you can flip it and have a much more helpful point of view and attitude and mindset, which is, wow, look at this. Life is so conveniently bringing up to me exactly where the obstacles to that joy are. And I will know when all these obstacles are released because as I release them, I will become aware of that joy and my experience of life will totally transform. So if your experience of life isn't joy, bliss, then you know there's stuff to let go of. There's obstacles to release. And it's not about being sad or... uh, or broken about that. It just is what it is. All right. There's no time for that. There's no time for that. There's no time. So just go for it. Just go for it. The obstacles are right there. You know what they are. It's a matter of honesty. It's a matter of honesty. A matter of self-inquiry. You already know what they are. You already know. They're always coming up. <laughs> it's those things that are always coming up. They're always recurring. Okay. So these things that are recurring, they're always coming up. Let's say it's a thought form, particular thought form, something that's recurring, a recurring pattern in your life. It's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. So what do you do now? All right. Well, there's a a couple things you can do. None of them are wrong. Some of them are faster than others. That's all. One, you can figure out, you can try to figure out what it is. Like, what is this? Where did it come from? And in figuring it out, you'll start to understand it. And that's, that's good. That's helpful. At times, that's really helpful. Many times, that is very helpful to understand a thing so that you can then let it go. You can release it. But then that brings me to the second thing, which is just uh, shortcutting it and go straight to the releasing it. Because you see, when you understand something, it's, you, it's like your intellect gives you permission to let it go. When you, when you understand where that, that, that feeling is coming from, that belief, which was... Um, which was uh, programmed into you via that past experience. When you understand that, then you have that uh, sigh of release and uh, relief, and you're like, "Oh, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault, and it's not even mine." And you understand it, and now it's almost like that intellect now allows you, makes it easier, makes it far easier to just release it, to just let it go. And then it's that moment of letting go. So the understanding itself it leads up to and facilitates the letting go and that's the point sometimes there are things that you can't understand 
I face these often. <laughs> there are things that are beyond intellectual understanding. So in those instances, when you maybe try to keep figuring it out, and you just can't get it. The only thing left is just to release. And for anything, any obstacle that comes up, the fastest way is to actually just totally surrender, totally surrender. So then the question is, what are you surrendering? What are you releasing? Well, you're like, when you understand something, that comprehension of it allows you to accept it, right? Because you're like, I understand it and now I accept it and I let go trying to make it different because I can see that it's absurd to try to make it different. It is what it is. It just is what it is and this is how it came about. And you accept it. And what does what is that acceptance? That acceptance is a moment of letting go of the resistance to it, letting go trying to make it different. That's what surrender is. That's what letting go is. It's just letting go trying to make it different. It's just accepting it. When you understand it, it's easier to accept it. But at any moment, as a potentiality, it does exist for you to just be able to totally surrender, to totally accept whatever's coming up for you without any explanation, without any commentary without any ideation, without any thoughts about it, to just accept it as it is and let go trying to change it. That's a really, really fast way to do it. That's the fast way. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I'd love to hear, by the way, if you are listening to this and you stay up to date uh, on Facebook, feel free to comment if this is making sense because it'll be great for me to have some feedback. Um, Or like you can leave an anchor if you're listening on Anchor, you can leave an Anchor voice memo telling me whatever. <laughs> if it, Give me some feedback uh, from, from how you listen, your experience. That'll be great. Um, so I can learn. So I can learn. Right. So that's what the release is about. You're releasing. You're letting go. And that becomes much easier when you see the truth of it, you see that your unconditioned self is joy. Then you see that all these conditions aren't true. They're just taught. They have no truth. They're all based in illusions. When you see that, now it becomes easier. Now it's like like a step easier to just let go. Whereas before, if you thought it was real, if you thought that these conditions were real, (laughs) it's hard to let it go. There's a huge unwillingness to let it go because you think it's real. Like, why would you let it go? But when you see that the unconditional itself is pure joy and all that stands in its way are conditions that are based on illusions and you actually understand that and you trust that and you have faith in it and it clicks, then you're a step, it becomes easier. The willingness to let go, the likelihood of that arising increases. So it's progressive. It can be gradual, but at the same time, it can always just be spontaneous release. It always exists as possibility. Always, there's always room for the miraculous and through prayer and supplication, you can always pray for that release, that miraculous release. You don't know where it comes from. Just because it's unexplainable doesn't mean it's not there. (laughs) It's called humility. There are things that the intellect cannot even conceive of. There are many things, in fact, pretty much the truth, in fact, the, the intellect cannot even conceive of it. So you learn a certain uh, degree of humility, either through shattering experiences or through grace. Um, so that's what you're releasing. And I recommend letting go the pathway of surrender uh, the book by David R. Hawkins, which will teach you the method of inner release, a method to let go of something. It's really a process of radical truth. Just explaining it through my own experiential understanding, not through the words of Hawking. So these are my own words. Um, it's to do with 
radical truth. Like it's to do with what is it that you're actually experiencing. Because if you, th- if you really investigate, you'll see that every thought is just an imagination. It's based, it's based on many imagined assumptions. It has no truth. It's just commentary. It's just convenience, linguistic convenience. You don't have to say anything about anything. The fact that you do is just convenience just to function in the world. But you don't have to. The radical truth of it is that you can't say anything about anything. As soon as you say something, you straight away reduce something into some sort of uh, conveyable package. <laughs> you reduce it. What it, What is a definition? A definition is definite. It reduces the infinite, which is an experience, which is that you can't say anything about it. You can't encompass it in words. But for linguistic convenience, definitions reduce the infinite into a definite definition. And straight away, the truth is lost there because it's reduced. There is stuff that left out. That's what reduction is, right? There's lots of things that are left out. <laughs> and what you're left with is a tiny little inkling and it doesn't even have anything to do with truth because the truth is whole. The truth is taken as whole. You can't leave anything out. The truth is everything. There is only truth. There is either true. You're either dealing with a truth or you're dealing with illusions. So any sort of reductionism is an illusion because it has reduced the truth and therefore made it an illusion. Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Now, why were we talking about that? Right. You're focusing on what is real. And what is real is the experience, which you can't say anything about. You You can say, but that's just convenience, that's commentary, it's illusions, it's imagination, it's trying to please your intellect and your... Uh, the cravingness of human nature for intellectual understanding. That's what it's trying to please. So, but it's nothing to do with reality. You can't say anything about it. You know, say there's something you're experiencing, like a tight chest compression. Okay, but the experience of that is very different to the words, right? (laughs) The experience is very different. The experience is one thing, words are another. And even then, what the, generally you can call it a sensation. There's just sensations you experience, then you call that a tight chest compression. But experientially, the reality of it is just sensations. So what you're focusing on with this technique, just to get you a, like, give you a hint of it, because you, it's really highly recommended you read the book because you need this familiarity with it. The mind learns through familiarity. So just by exposure to it, more often, more often exposure, like that book is much longer than this short podcast thing and much more comprehensive and much better. So, um, just by familiarity, you learn it. So even though it is simple, the mind does require that familiarity for it to click. So that's why the book's recommended. But you're focusing on the sensations because that's what's real. And you're letting go, letting go commenting about it, letting go trying to make those sensations different to what they are, letting go trying to do anything about those sensations, and you're letting them pass on their own. Because if you notice an itch, an itch, it's a great way to practice this is with an itch or a sneeze. If you notice an itch, an itch just comes and then it goes. You can itch it, but it'll stay for longer if you itch it, actually. But if you are just with it as it is, it'll pass very fast. And you let go of a resistance as the resistance comes up. You can just be without resistance, letting go straight like on the edge of the knife. Just constantly letting go of everything. Constantly letting go of trying to change anything and just be with everything. When you're like that then everything passes very quickly. The itch comes and then it goes really fast. 
I do this with sneezes very often. So I train myself with sneezes. So rather than giving in to the sensation to like, so there's a certain sensation that comes up. It's just to explain how I see it. Um, there's a certain sensation that comes up maybe in the nostril area, right? We'll just for convenience of linguistics, <laughs> I'll describe it. So there's a certain sensation and that sensation in the past has been associated with a sneeze. And so in the mind buys into that program, it sees the past, okay, these sensations were sneezes, so it's going to happen, the sneeze is going to happen again. But what happens is I don't buy that, I don't let that the mind go there, and I stay with the sensations, I just stay with it, and I let them pass as they're coming up. And you have to be really sharp with the sneezes, because if you resist it all, then you sneeze. <laughs> if there's any, like you have a certain degree of um, being able to resist a little bit, but if you kind of start resisting a bit too much, then you'll, you'll, a sneeze will form. So sneezing is a great way to practice this technique. Um, like I still sneeze, but most of the time I don't. I just let the sensations pass. So it's really good practice. It's really good practice. Anyway, so the point there is that you're letting, just being with the sensations as they are, because that's what's real. The, sen the, the sneeze comes through the resistance to the sensations. So that's what you're releasing. You're becoming aware of these obstacles to your unconditioned self, to your most joyous self. And then you let go of the stories behind them. You let go of uh, the imagination, hypotheses, where it comes from. You let go of all that and you stay with what is the truth of it. And you become closer to the truth through the feelings because the feelings are experientially real, right? So you go to the feelings you go to the feelings about the obstacle that's coming up, not the obstacle itself. doesn't matter what the obstacle is. You don't ever have to worry about it. You just go to the feeling. How you feel about it is what you have to worry about. That's, that's your only problem. That's the fastest way to go through it is not to figure it out, but to go directly to the feeling and be with that feeling, with conviction. Just don't allow yourself to say anything about it. Don't allow the stories to come up. Just be with the feeling experience it out just be willing to experience that feeling don't try to change it let go trying to change it let go trying to do anything about it and it will pass the feeling will pass the less resistance you have the faster the feeling pass and the feelings they pass of their own on their own momentum on their own accord nothing to do with you all you can do is let go of resistance <laughs> that's your only job so that's that's the obstacles. Whatever the obstacle is, it doesn't matter. All you have to worry about is the feeling. Just reiterating this because it's an amazing point. It saves you so much time and effort and energy. If you just understand that you don't have to deal with the thoughts. You don't have to deal with the imagination. You don't have to deal with the past. You don't have to deal with the trauma. You don't have to go back there. You don't have to go relive that experience. Just stick with the feelings. With conviction through commitment, you stay on the edge of the knife. Stay with the experience, stay with the sensations, and just be with them. Let go trying to change them, willingly experience them out, however long they're there, however long they lay, however they come, sometimes, sometimes a sensation might pass and then they'll come again and they'll pass, it kind of goes in these waves. Whatever it is, you don't have to worry about that because whatever it is is whatever it is. You stick on it, you let it go as it's coming up, and you can use this technique, letting go, my favorite one um, you can use this to release every single obstacle to your unconditioned self to 
to to reaching that place within yourself once more, that inner joy. Letting go of all the obstacles to it, all those feelings, just letting them flow out of you. That's all you have to do, just got to let them flow out. So it's not that scary, right? It's not that scary, is it? Anyone, if, if, if I ask you, are you willing to face all the fear and all the repressions and all the suppressions of your life? You're like, oh shit, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but if you, if I ask, are you willing to just be with some uncomfortable sensations and let them be there and just ride it out however it is for you, however it is, are you willing to do that? And the reward will be the, if you keep at it like a knife for however long it takes is however long it takes, but you keep at it then you'll reach a state of constant joy. Are you willing to sit through some uncomfortable sensations? Even dropping the label uncomfortable, just some sensations and just see what happens? Well, for that, the answer is like much easier. It's much lighter. It's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I can do that. That's not that difficult. So it's not that difficult. eh? It's not that difficult. I mean, it's still experientially difficult, but it's not like as difficult as imagination makes it out to be. There still is difficulty experientially, but you can do it. Anyone can do it. It's not <laughs> like anyone can do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to make this little episode so that you can become aware, first of all, that your unconditional self is within you right now, existing as a potential waiting for you to choose to let go of the obstacles to it. And this is exactly how I let go of the obstacles to it every day. I continue to use this technique. And I still have a fair way to go. I still have more things to let go of, but I've reached this nice place where it's a constant beautiful joy. Baseline joy, baseline joy. So, I mean, you can too. This happened really fast for me. I don't see why it can't happen really fast for you. I mean, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, if you enjoyed this, uh, then, yes, if you would like to help this podcast... You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll be really helpful for the podcast. Your honest review. Uh, you can share this. Again, I'm going to plug that challenge once more. So if you share this, I'm going to bring it down to... Yeah, share this with a friend. Share this with one friend. And if you do, then you can... If you go to nickshibanov.com, you'll find my all my details there. Um... Or you can just go on Facebook and Nick Shimonov and just message me or something if you're on Facebook. Then if you share it with my one friend, I'll just take your word for it. And you can just let me know. Oh, I shared your podcast with one friend. And I'll ethically bribe you with a session. With a session. So I'll walk you through this, how you can apply it to your own life. And if you want, we can also uh, lock you in for a site case session. But all that will be explained during it yeah if you share it with one friend i'll ethically bribe you here's the ethical bribe <laughs> i will bribe you with a session it's pretty cool so if if joy is your priority you'd probably get pretty excited by that <laughs> if it's not then at least you're aware that it's there's still other priorities and that's okay as well there's nothing wrong with that so thank you very much share it with a friend if you'd like this to partake in this fun challenge let me know, Facebook comments or reviews or anchor messages, video messages, how this podcast is going for you, any videos you'd like, any episodes you'd like to hear, <laughs> anything about, and enjoy your day. I'll see you in the next one.